Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Get This Cake Podcast with your host Janelle Clark. Thank you so much for understanding that we did take a little bit of a break. It has been hectic past week between school, patios are now open, it's officially summer. I hope you guys had a great time, but we're back baby and we're back in business. And this week I have the pleasure of sitting down with some fabulous guests who are also fellow podcasters. Alex and Owen from the Hustle Over Everything podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today. How are you guys doing? I'm feeling fantastic. Yes, yes. We had some difficulties at first. Yeah. We got over it. You know, we here. We're here. Yeah. Let's go. It feels, it feels good being a, a guest on another show. You know, yes. we're the ones being hosts. You know how it's like being a host, but it's amazing. Uh, not having to deal with all the work that comes with like conducting as a host, you know. So yeah. Awesome. Have you guys ever been guest on another podcast before? Yeah, we've been done a few. I think we've done about three or four at this point. You know, shout out to the Drip T O. We're on the Drip. Yeah. Uh, we were on a few other podcasts. You know, we've done some interviews with like another podcast, like those like a random podcast we did from Anchor. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 so yeah. Some people have reached out, yeah. and so it's so, like, all right, why not? You know, we we get it, we get the hustle. <laughs> yeah. It is a hustle. To, <laughs> trying to you know, get someone on your podcast, man. Oof, because there's ups and downs. Like, oh, there there is. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And like I was talking to Owen earlier this week because we were trying to navigate a time, and like I felt so overstressed and overwhelmed with my schedule, and he's like man i get it like i i literally get it but like for the people do you guys want to explain a little bit so who is hustle over everything what do you guys talk about yeah i mean just to kick things off so hustle over everything first started as a solo podcast by myself i started it in um, around 2018 and you know knowing alex we've been friends for such a long time being at ryerson and he used to have a business well he still has a business and one time he came on the show and uh, I wanted to speak to him about, hey, like talk to the people about building a service-based business. As we're chopping it up on the show, I realized that, wow, this could be something even more. Like this is an amazing conversation that we should extend with more episodes. So I gave him some thought. I approached Alex, we met at the library at Ryerson and I, uh, I asked him like, hey, this is what I want to do and I want to do it with you. Mm-hmm. He also had some ideas he had as well. He wanted to talk to me about and we just realized we wanted the same things of like joining forces together. Mm. And that's how Hustle Over Everything started. And, you know, we've been podcasting for about a year now, a year a year and a half, uh, 88 episodes deep. And, uh, wow. The catalog of the show. So it's been, a, it's been an amazing, amazing journey so far. That's, that's crazy. I feel like such an amateur, but, you know, it's a process, it's a journey, and, like, you guys have shared some incredible, like, podcast insight with me, and so thank you. You guys, okay, so everyone, I will definitely include a link to the description of this episode for their podcast definitely go check it out but 
Um, I met with Alex and Owen a couple weeks back and they were helping me with like trying to strategize season three and how to rebrand and how to get my name out there and monetize and we started to get into like other side conversations that I was like wait a second why is there not already a mic set up in front of us right now so I was like okay guys let's be on the show together Um, so Alex and I were talking about love languages and I touched on love languages a little bit earlier on in season one. Um, and everyone tends, like most people know or heard of it at least once, maybe not know all five. But I had a bit of a thought that if you're not receiving your love language, there's a bit of a dark side to your behavior and your natural response to uh, that neglect. So as a refresher, there is physical touch, quality time, acts of service, gifts, and words of affirmation. Um, what about you guys? What would you say are your top love languages? Mm, for me personally, it's a physical touch. And then I'd say quality time. Those are like my top two that I'd say, you know, um, and that's like consistent throughout my entire, you know, like framework of, of acting as a human, you know, instead of like mm-hmm. giving a gift, I'll be like, yo, let me chop it up with you, give you a call, yeah. you know, come kick it with you. So that, that's kind of like how I've been throughout my entire life. So yeah, active service, but I'm not active service, quality time and physical touch. What you, bro? Uh, for me, it's um, words of affirmation and uh, receiving gifts. And receiving gifts. Receiving gifts. Hey, you know, I have a question, like, for quality, um, physical touch as a man, right? Like, whenever I hear another man say, I want physical touch as a mm-hmm. thing, I, it always kind of gives me, like, it makes my skin kind of crawl mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, really? Yeah, because I'm like, how, like, you know, especially when you're going with platonic friendships, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it might be a girl, a friend who's a girl, and, like, a guy who's a friend. And you're gonna show love mm. to that person, right? Mm. And as men, we have like our physical space. Mm. So it's like, how, if I don't show this love all the time, is it just like like a hug? Is it just, you, you know, you tap them on the back or just reassuring every time you know That's a really that. great question. Because from man to man, it's, it's, we're always thinking about man to woman in a relationship. Like, right. What is it with another man that? And then the platonic it's sense, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's your love language, right? Like, yeah. You express that way, it doesn't come like as, you know, you know, might be not homophobic, but it's just like, it's like, oh, bro, like, this is, you know, Yeah, we're right? yeah, like, no, you know, totally. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's a great question. So I'd say, personally, for me, when it comes to, like, platonic friendship, it's more quality time than physical touch without yeah. a doubt. And it's more in, like, the line of, Daps, you know what I'm saying? Let's go play ball or something like mm. that. I wouldn't actually say like, yo, if you, if you touch me on my shoulders, bro, I know you're like, <laughs> no, definitely not, definitely not, you know? So yeah, well, what about you? Well, mine is physical touch too in quality time. Yeah. And that was a really interesting point that you brought up, Owen. Um, for me, like when on the platonic level, um, my idea of quality time is very, very similar as, as even on the intimate level in my romantic life. But when it comes to physical touch, um, in my romantic life, it's just general intimacy in the physical form, right? But when it comes to my platonic friendships, I'm not, I don't want to be 
touched by them, but I'm in school for massage therapy and I understand how therapeutic touch can be and that connectivity to humans and how that can be very healing. So like I wouldn't go, I wouldn't seek um, that from like friends. That's fucking weird. Don't fucking touch me. But like I have gone to massage therapy. Um, I would go when I had like shoulder injuries back when I was at the gym more frequently. Um, and then I realized how much I enjoyed it for like a de-stressor. So like that to me helped me connect with myself as like me time and to and relax relaxation. So that was something um, I guess I could say in platonic sense that I I enjoy. Um, that is more of an intimate thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hug my friends. I do. I do have the tendency to hug my friends as soon as I see them. Like, even when I met your cousin today, I was like, don't give me a handshake. Yeah, that's yeah. so, that's like, so that's so business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even women, it's just like I, have a hard, like, I have a hard time, especially when I know, like, this is going to be a friendship. It's not like business. I just can't shake their hands. Yeah, like, yeah. I see it as, like, as a form of disrespect mm-hmm. when you, like, see them because I always see women as these, like, you know, soft, nurturing people and, like, they mm-hmm. need to be loved. Mm-hmm. Your sister, it can be your mom, it can be any acquaintance who's a woman. There's, yeah. There's an intimate hug and then there's, like, a very friendly hug. Like, yeah. Sure. Like, thank you for your presence. Yeah. You gotta hit them with the one arm, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, 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 girl's friends, like, you hit them with the one arm hug, you know? And then, <laughs> you keep your hips away. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God! Um, yeah. I noticed that about you when I first met you. Yeah, you gave me the one arm hug and I actually it's really funny you brought that up because I know I like physical touch and some people don't some people really don't and it breaks that personal space for them I didn't know if me giving you a hug was breaking your personal space no, 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 it's not it was just you you were more thinking on yeah to be respectful you respect wow that's yeah. so cool I'm happy you brought that up is it also because you have a girlfriend too that if you feel like if you hug a girl in a certain way like <laughs> Yeah, even or even just like even if I didn't have a girl, like if she was a, a friend, I'm just like, listen, you are in friend zone. I'm not saying a friend zone as in like someone who I'm not trying to, someone who I'm not trying to pursue. Yeah, yeah. Don't give them the one arm hug. Don't way. give the mixed signal. Even, exactly. Even if you might be attracted to them, let's say you're yeah. in a relationship, it's just like out of like starting just this interaction, mm-hmm. I don't want to come off as like exactly. You know, that's what you're thinking. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. Okay, I want to do the side hug, which mm-hmm. is respectful, but still showcasing that like you're a woman and I'm not gonna just shake your hand. Exactly. Word, word, exactly. Yeah, like, I, y'all remember when that J. Cole meme went viral of him meeting Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union and he daps um, Dwayne Wade, then daps Gabrielle Gabriel Union? Y'all ever seen that? I actually don't remember that. Yeah, and now I need to see it. <laughs> I remember, like, seeing that and I was like, everyone, everyone, talk, and everyone like, was talking about it saying, um, that this is how you should greet your, your boy's girl. And I was like, what? What? That's weird, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I need to look this up. Quickly. Yo, Jamie, look that up. Yeah, Jamie, can you pull it up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're going to look up the meme right now, guys. Let's see if it... Boom, real quick. See, look, he, saw, he daps Dwayne Wade, and then he sees Gabrielle and daps her too. And oh, he the did. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what? I don't mind that. Mind that? I don't mind that. Like that, but like if I have guy friends that are like guy friends, yeah. like uh, sure, like. But, but you also have to look at it like if it's a it's like if it's a woman woman and 
let's say she's like very lady like she might be a little bit senior more than you a little bit older but even though your boy you and you and the boyfriend are like boys boys yeah gonna, you know it's like it yeah woman, yeah right? yeah you can't treat her like that especially if she's dressed nice yeah, like, I mean, look at yeah that's she's true dressed, like in a nice dress good at, like you know she's presentable so like, exactly you say j cole is, is, is tripping yeah i thought he i think he's overthinking that yeah, yeah, yeah he's overthinking. Hmm. Like, better safe than sorry, man. And this, and this thing away. And wow. honestly, like, yo, you can give like a casual hug, man. It's not like. Well, I mean, like, you wouldn't want like your boyfriend to be like that insecure if like someone, an acquaintance of your girl, comes up and it a hug is a like. What was he like? He, I don't see it as a threat to the boyfriend. Like, it's just hi. How are you? Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. I really right. couldn't agree more. So. Oh, and I have a question for you. So, physical touch is not on your top list, right? Um, how does that like really like affect you in a relationship? Like, if you are with someone who has physical touch as like maybe one of their main love languages, would you might get the idea that they're being a little too clingy or like too affectionate? Is it just like is it okay in the pri- private of privacy of your home, just not in public? How do you feel about it? So if their love language is physical touch, yeah, I mean personally for me, with if it's a romantic relationship, I love you know touching my girl. I love even mm-hmm. if it's just walking past her. What about receiving it though? Receiving it, yeah. To be honest, I kind of like my own space. Yeah, I kind of feel, um, it, especially when I'm not expecting it. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's the mm-hmm. thing about like a love language of touch is, and if it's not yours, it's don't expect it if you don't see it coming mm-hmm. you kind of feel like oh like what was that mm-hmm. like, oh, like, don't touch me like mm-hmm. you know even it can be my girl but I'm like ah like babe like give me some space here right so and that's what I thought and that's why yeah. I was curious because it's big for me so I was curious of how it would affect someone who Who's, it's at the bottom of the list sure, close to sure. when you're not expecting the touch it can come off as alarming to your body right right and I think that's why I realized that early knowing like the words to me mean a lot mm-hmm. just to reaffirm our status in a relationship mm-hmm. like where we're at oh i'm mm-hmm. happy you did that for me yeah it's i like that small recognition for the things that like i do for you right and that gets me going it gets me seen you know it, it, I, I like little things being magnified no matter how minuscule they might seem to you but that is like a way of like i notice your love to me Right. And it, it gives me that juice to like, oh wow, like if you appreciate this, like I'll go, give me an inch, I'll take a mile to continue showing this love. Right. What are your parents like when it comes to hugging and kissing and all that stuff for you? Uh, my mom, she was a very, she's an affectionate woman. Like she's a very affectionate woman. But I think as I got older, she, you know, she, you know, it's weird. Like, my mom is like she's a tough love person, mm-hmm. but like when she when I was a kid, she was giving me all these kisses, yeah, carrying me everything. Yeah. I was like, oh, that stuff stopped. Right. And my dad's not like an affectionate guy. Like he is actually he is. My dad always likes rubbing my head and like tapping my shoulder. But my mom was the opposite. Like it was crazy from birth till six or seven years old. It was all affectionate, and then I think as it became into boyhood. Yeah. She just respected my boundaries more, and she's not gonna be like, oh, honey. Right. So, 
That's and, and what about you? Because yours is physical touch is a big one for you, Alex. Yeah. Um, was that common, like, when you were younger, to be like soothed in a certain way, My or mom like? It was like physical touch. It's definitely her love language. Right. You know what I'm saying? So she was always, you know, hug give me like long, like 10 second hugs, <laughs> 15 second hugs. That was like her love language. I think she probably imputed that onto me without a doubt. So yeah, she was always like, a physical touch person. My grandma was more of a physical touch person. Mm-hmm. And she was like a like act of service and quality time person too. Like she'd always want to watch hockey. My grandma's Jamaican as hell. Uh, <laughs> it was the strangest thing. But that's like how she wanted to spend um, quality time. You know, or, or just like pray or read the Bible together. So that mm. kind of like I think was like the you know, amalgamation of me. Personally. Wow. Yeah. And I like so when we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, I have a philosophy that, um, as I was mentioned earlier on in the episode, is that we can have negative behaviors when we're not balanced with our love languages in our uh, platonic and intimate lives. And for me, from my opinion, um, when I'm single and I don't have that intimacy that naturally comes in a relationship that I'm longing for, I've seen patterns of myself just having bad hookups, (laughs) unfortunately. And I know it. I know it going into it and I know it when I leave. Um, and then quality time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the expectations are not high. <laughs> if I was a guy, I would be a dog. <laughs> um, and then for um, people that might have access service as their uh, lo- love language um, they tend to overwork themselves they put in a lot of energy into their work um, life their work ethic any hobbies that they have going on um, they don't take time for them gifts now um, Owen you mentioned gifts is something that was a love language for you and you said to me it wasn't n- more so of materialistic items it was something that was thoughtful if you had a conversation with someone and they remembered you mentioned oh like you wanted this book and they bought it for you right is that how it is for you yeah it's it's little things like for example like the book example it's oh i remember you were talking about for example like early this afternoon Mm -hmm. we're talking about like you know mental universe and i'm I'm into that stuff i'm into astrology i'm into like mentalism so I'm like oh yeah I saw this book I thought I don't know if you read it but I thought you'd pick it up for you or hey I saw you like um, whiskey I thought you could have this type of like decanter mm. I thought it might look good in your house yeah that's stuff even if it's 10 bucks just the thought that you're listening right to, it just it, it just blows me away so right it, like gives it it shows you're paying attention and you love me like that mm-hmm. to go out of your way to bring it's so special it's so special i feel like a lot of people who say gifts automatically others assume oh materials materials that is a great example of how that is a love language now my idea of someone who is not receiving gifts in that form might overspend do you ever overindulge in ways that you could have said i could have cut back on that yeah for example like you know i moved in here in october um sometimes i find myself like spending money on like 
the core stuff that you know i'm like ah like you know this will look cool but his house is nice yeah <laughs> thank you thank you so much but just the core stuff like that is oh this will look good here this you know for example um i bought like an avocado cutter where i could have gotten like i could just use a knife to cut an avocado right but i'm like oh this will be nice to add to the collection so it's like spending on stuff like that where i'm just this was so unnecessary but i want that feeling of receiving gifts so i'm like okay no one's gonna buy me something like go buy some <laughs> random thing it's an avocado cutter I love that though. I would be I, like, I feel like you could be influenced by like those uh, infomercials. <laughs> and like words of affirmation. Now you mentioned that was also one of your other love languages. Um, now, obviously, it has a huge positive impact for you, where you feel great about yourself. Do you feel like it can correlate directly to self-esteem? Self-esteem, I wouldn't say self-esteem because I'm a pretty, like, esteemed guy. I just think in terms of recognition, in terms in, in entrepreneurship, in life, and work, in what I produce, I like being recognized and being shown appreciation for. I like um, people telling me, like, hey, good, great work on that. Good job on this. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you taking me out for dinner tonight. I appreciate you, like doing this for me right these words of affirmation do help and when i don't receive it it's um i, I can get in my own head yeah like, am i doing good am i are they noticing this mm -hmm. right so i feel like a void is a void goes missing mm -hmm. and i think by compensating for it i might do stuff even more just to increase those like accolades and we even shared this in our podcast about two weeks ago about our mistakes as entrepreneurs and we went in this deep dive of hey i started like starting businesses because i felt like if i'm not starting a business i'm not going to get those words of affirmation and that drove me into like a deeper hole where i spent a lot more money i was burnt out i was stressed and i was searching for that affirmation of like what i've been getting it's like hey you have great ideas you're killing it you're killing it in business so that's how I, you know, it was like the reason of my demise in certain ways is because when I wasn't getting it, I was searching for it by trying to do things so I could get it wow. from people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like Alex, have you like ever had any moments that you feel that you could share of where your love languages were being neglected romantically or platonically that you've might have behaved in a certain way that made up for it? Oh, most definitely. Like, I had a whole run where I was just doing horrible hookups. You know Same. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was, yeah, that was an exact example um, for physical touch. For quality time, I think it was hanging around the wrong friends. Yeah. You know, because they still will give you that. And one thing I learned is that some of the worst friends, or even the worst people, are the most accepting. Mm. Right? So, because they're on the worst side, they can accept anybody. If someone's on the better side of life, they're like, hey, I'm, I'm going to stay over here, so <laughs> you better get your shit up to be on my side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you're bad, you're going to accept whatever. So, mm -hmm. I was around the wrong friends for the acceptance and for the quality time that was given to me. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that's two major aspects of it. You know? I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. I can really relate to that because... 
even though I pride myself with being a type of person that can find something to connect with like any friend group um that need of socialization for me is so strong that like yeah I would find myself giving a lot of energy into being around people that might not necessarily have my best interests in mind not to say they were bad people but just like not people they're gonna grow with like the, the party friends you know what I mean and I even like thinking back on this now I struggled with only quality time when I was trying to think about my um dark side I ha- was very quick to know the dark sides of all the others and I think the reason why I struggled so much when I was trying to think about well what's what do I do in replacement is because I remember in my last relationship um there was other factors to this but I remember sometimes there was moments where there was jealousy or there was moments where um like he would say to me like oh you hang out with your friends a lot like what do you why are you always hanging out with them you're always hanging out with them you're always hanging out with them you're like with your friends way too much and I realized that so one big thing for him was words of affirmation and gifts and those were his love languages but he didn't know like how to understand mine and so in his mind by giving me words of affirmation and gifts he thought that he was showing me what I needed how I should be loved so that didn't work for me so he's thinking to myself I'm giving her what she needs to be loved which just didn't work and all she's doing is hanging out with her friends well the problem was I wasn't receiving quality time And I felt neglected by that sense. I was like, oh my God, this guy doesn't care about me. He did. He just showed it in his way, right? And so I would overexert my need for my socialization and my social life um, in that replacement. And I actually only realized that today. (laughs) And it's been two years. Like, let me ask you this. When is the first time, and even for you, Al, like, that you realized a certain love language was your language because I don't know how we ever arrived to this point. It's like mm. I think we just like get here and we're like, oh, I get words of affirmation is this. Oh, maybe gifts is this. I just want to know like, how do you know what your love language is like to to define it and, and communicate that with your partner? Mm. That's a good question. Yeah, for me, I, it was self reflection. Um, I'll never forget, I was talking to this random guy I met at a future Drake concert at Ryerson way back when, and, you know, she didn't really have, like, much in terms of, like, like not just presence, but, like, you know, she didn't have much, she was an empty, empty nut, mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, she was, I was gorgeous, though. And one thing she did, I'll never forget, we are at the at 7-Eleven, and she came up and hugged me from the back as I was paying for something. And that, like, you know, stood out to me for some reason. Mm. Kind of like a euphoric moment. A euphoric moment. I was like, whoa, what is going on right now? So, and I was like, what is this? So, from that point on, I was like, all right, something's here. And I never forgot that moment, you know? So then, like, later in life when... Um, I found out about the, you know, levels love, yeah. of, of um, you know, love. That's what I meant. Oh, that's what it was. Right. Okay, okay. You know, um, and with quality time, I never really had that as a kid because I'm my only child. So mm-hmm. when I 
as a kid, when I was like hanging out with my cousins as like a very young, like seven year old, when they would leave, like I would start crying. And then I would always like cry to myself and like never saw anybody. But then look in the back of the car, like, oh, Alex is crying. Why is he crying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's why, because I realized that quality time is such an important thing for me. So that was the two times I realized, like, all right, wow. this is what I think. This is what it hits. Yeah. I, and you know what? This is a conversation I've never actually had with guys before. So I'm like, I feel like this is great that you've had that self-awareness. That's amazing. Yeah. What about yourself? Honestly, it was, I, I just think from a non-romantic sense, it was just going into this world of entrepreneurship. It's receiving mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. that affirmation, like, oh, you're great, mm-hmm. right? relationship I was dating my ex and we struggled with this when she would always want me to say I love you a lot mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and I really realized that she also got off on words of affirmation yeah so what happened with me is she used to say I love you a lot to me and I'll feel great but I did not know that's what she was doing mm-hmm. so she can hear it a lot Right. So it became where it became a point where she said it, where it just drowned out. Like when I heard that, it's like, oh yeah, I know, I know, I know. And this is me being a 22, 23. So it really taught me a lot of how to love another person. Yeah. Because when you know love, you thought I thought this love is it's standard. It's everywhere. Yeah. Like if this is love, it never changes. There's no way of showing it. There's no like I knew like I didn't think they're a major part of it. But then that was like a big wake up call and that was like the reason our relationship was uh, sometimes kind of like Rockies because I never showed her love the way she wanted to be loved. Mm. And even though she was loving me, she felt like she was giving a lot more in the relationship than I was. When right. I was also giving the right. relationship, it's just that she felt a void because she did not see that or hear that a right. lot more like the way she was giving it to me. So that's when I realized like, okay, this is my love language. This is what I like to do because she used to yeah like she knows i like a certain type of crisps chips she'll like pick them up on on the way she's coming over and uh we had a conversation it's like hey i think i like when you do this i like when you say these things Mm -hmm. and i i was like yeah i tell you i love you all the time yeah but i want to hear more and more and more i'm like aren't you gonna get tired no like because every time i see you it's reaffirming right yeah so that was like a big time we had that conversation and it taught me when i have a question for you so in your realization that um it was so important to understand her love languages did you realize that in the moment of the relationship or after it, it fell apart after it fell apart i think once you get out of like Four years and like 10 months but I'll just run up to five I did a lot of soul searching mm-hmm. I did a lot of thinking and I looked back in the relationship I'm like okay I could have done this better I could have been like this I could have taken more initiative because mm-hmm. like, I think when you get in a relationship you hit a flat line yeah and you realize that you know relationships take a lot more to always reignite that flame you gotta do these things so 
in that path of realizing where I went wrong, it's I realized that over these years, there's moments like where I noticed like she was sad, she was feeling a little bit distant is because mm-hmm. she felt I was not giving her what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And even though I was giving it to her, she wanted to she wanted it time and time and time again. And I felt it was I felt doing that would have been exhaustive. Mm-hmm. But I realized it's that type of work you gotta do to make someone feel special. Yeah. And by making them feel special is they're gonna make your life easier because they're gonna like do the same back for you so it's gonna be this happy union so doing that doing that whole process and just thinking and over the years of just being a single guy i realized like man i could have done that better i could have would have had even more happiness if mm-hmm. Had mm-hmm. thank you so much for sharing that that's like a, a big growth seriously yeah. you have to go through those moments where you look back and say what did I do right and what did I do wrong and really understanding your partner's needs is all about like communication and, and this is you know this is can be very broad right I think the point of love languages is communication and um, that will just bring me to like one of my last few points on this is well, that yeah okay yeah yeah when did you oh okay let me go back yeah. yeah when did I realize yeah, yeah. um so I take <laughs> this is just it could be an insecurity but I'll definitely dive into it so um like I said physical touch is one of mine but it's just general intimacy. And I would take it very, very personal in my past relationships if my partner wasn't giving me the intimacy and touch that I wanted because um, I would think that meant lack of interest. And so, are you taking a photo or video? (laughs) Okay. Um, So... I would assume, because that's how, in, in the moment, you can't think about it any other way than what's in the moment. And so, in the moment, I would think that if I wasn't, if he wouldn't hug me, like you said, the hug from behind, like being in the kitchen, give me a hug, right? Like, you know, give me a massage, on prompt it, like, you know, touch me. If I wasn't getting touched, I felt there was lack of interest when really he could have just had a million other things on his mind, right? Um, He probably didn't think like, oh, I have to give that because we're spending time together. She knows I love her. And I... um really realize that acts of service and gifts are not top of my list when they became painful because I for me always worked so hard for everything that I have I pride myself at being very very independent and I'm confident like you don't need to tell me you love me all the time I'm good but like I yeah no sorry go ahead no no I'll miss you okay I for me felt that accepting gifts for the, like the first time in my life that was from like romantic partners and not friends um I felt like I owed something in exchange I felt held down by them I felt that long term I couldn't fully enjoy them um and unfortunately they did get brought up 
in arguments. Well, I did buy you this. I bought you that. You're ungrateful. And it wasn't that I wasn't ungrateful. I think all of these things are fantastic. Like if your partner's doing all five, that's great. But it just became hurtful to me. And so that was something that I was like, all right, you know what? I realize I don't really need to accept those things. But what I like to give is different than what I like to receive. I like to give physical touch as well, but I actually love to give acts of service. I love to be able to be like, all right, you're having a bad day. Let me cook dinner tonight. What can I do to help you? That's how I love to show love. Um, So I think it's really important to understand not only your own needs, how you like to communicate your love, and understanding your partners because how you know how to communicate and that's what happened in your past relationship right Owen is that there was that lack of understanding that you guys actually had more in common than what you realized and that created a conflict so I want to ask you something when it comes to those gifts right how specific were those gifts to you now that I think about it not at all not very right so here's the thing is that a lot of guys will use gifts as smoothers you know smoothers Mm. you know and from from what you're talking about for everything you said it sounds like there's a bit of narcissistic behavior with this guy because he's trying to separate you from your friends that you Mm -hmm. mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. and he's trying to give you gifts as a way to like not coerce but you know leverage them Mm -hmm. in the relationship you know, but with what you were saying, gifts weren't the type of gifts that she was getting. They were mm. specific gifts. You know what I'm saying? Whereas you were paying attention, to, she was paying attention to exactly what you like. Yeah. Right? So, and a lot of women slip on this woman. Yo, if you're a girl listening and you have a man, yo, listen. Girls, give listen a up. specific gift. Don't give me like, yo, I'm going to get you Old Spice when the guy uses, you know, Burberry cologne. Like, yeah. Like, all right, thanks. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Same with women, though, right? Yeah. Like, I, I like Talfar, but you randomly, randomly go and give her a Chanel bag. Okay, it's more, but it's, like, random. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's a good point. So so it's, like, how do I, how are you actually communicating? It's, it's more of communicating, I'm just spoiling you. About yeah. Paying attention to you to see yeah. what you like, right? So that's the kind of the difference between the two. And that takes time. That I think that that takes an intention. Exactly. That's And now you're making me really wonder about, because I like to spoil too, um, not so much for myself, but like for my partner. Um, I'm trying to think now, were my, were my gifts specific to him now that I think about it? Yeah, I bet. Honestly, I right? bought him a gold watch. That's nice. But... Did he, say, did he say that he likes oh, No. He's, he's your watch guy to begin with. You know? he, he does like watches. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was nice for a guy. Maybe it wasn't. To you, yeah. To you. Girls will buy gifts for a guy as their opinion of what's nice for, for a guy. guy. But they're really saying, hey, Not what, for is, you. Yeah, what is nice for him? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, were you like mentally building what you like for him to like maybe look like or see on him? Ooh. As, like, uh, you know, like women, like if you're going out an event and you're like, this is my man, you want yeah. him to present himself in a certain way. And you, as a woman, your man is a reflection of you ultimately. Yeah. It's, it, this is my man. So, were you doing these things and buying him these things because you wanted as like an external validation from people to like say, okay, that's Janelle's guy. Okay, he has. 
maybe like nice clothes, a nice watch, and whatever. I mean, he already had style, so I didn't have to worry about that. Um, but I probably there was probably definitely times where I bought things where I thought I think this is thoughtful, but maybe not like I don't know. Maybe he might not have felt the same way. But he definitely did, yeah. Like he would buy me gifts and vacations. Does that count as acts of service? <laughs> that were oh, so this not catered to me. <laughs> they weren't specific to me. Yeah. It's just this is vacation. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. So, like so, it's very specific. There's a lot of nuance to it because it's like if it was still for him. If I say oh no actually no if you say man i've been dreaming about going to mexico there's this one hotel the moon palace hotel in mexico in cancun that i love to go to and he's like yeah babe you just go to that mexico hotel that you love mm. you know that's a more of an active service of a gift because he has to work and get, make sure everything's yeah. to get there but if he's like yo let's go to cuba for two weeks like, we'll stay at a hotel. It's, it's to go stay at a hotel. Mm-hmm. It's more like I'm just going on vacation and you come along. We actually got into a fight about the last vacation we went on. Um, about the vacation. About the vacation. Because it was around the time where shit was really heated with Trump in the States. And I said to him, I was like, look, there's certain states I don't feel comfortable going to. I don't. And um, so I said to him, I was like, California? Sure. Let's go. New York? Sure. Where did he choose? Florida. <laughs> How'd I know? How'd I know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the last vacation. We broke up a week after that. But like... Was <laughs> that a good vacation though? No. Just so, because of your mind state wasn't was so even bad. there. Oh, it was so bad for like a million other reasons. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. It was It was not a, it was not a vacation. Yo, vacationing with a girl is so much... is so different than vacation with a guy. Yeah. Or like, I mean, I've never vacationed with a missus before, but you really? Yeah. Yeah, it's so difficult. Well, I need to ask you: Do you have these conversations with your girl? For sure, we have all these type of conversations. Because, well, what kind of conversations? Though? Break it down. Like, what are her needs? Do you sure. take time to understand what, yeah, she, how she listen, needs to be loved? <laughs> she will give me the book on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, so, so I was telling you the, the last time we talked that you know she was showing me the shine booty book about the different love languages and stuff like that um, so there's that and you know we watch like black love together which is like a docuseries on own about black couples and marriage and stuff mm. like that so that provides us a space to talk about the relationship mm. you know so that's kind of where you get into conversations around that so yeah that's kind of like the space we have and this is the podcast sometimes to come converse around it but yeah we, we've had that conversation for for time and then we try to build on it so i know that hers is active service and quality time mm. you know so yeah, you, you there's a couple of things i noticed in what you're saying What's up? it's like there's you need pillars to have these combos like yes you need a podcast you need a book you need like an anchor point mm-hmm. to have this combos like is there a point you've never needed an anchor point like where you come desk it sit down desk hands on table talk well we can get there but it's healthy to have those anchor points and you know, they say that couples that last longer have those anchor points because it continues to bring them back. Like a lot of couples that last longer go to church every Saturday or go dancing or at the specific Latin nightclub every so, so often. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So there's always those anchor points that help people get to that specific thing. So, yeah, I think it's healthy to have those anchor points personally. And um, sometimes I'll be like, yo, let's go, let's break it this, this down one time. But 
you know it usually falls through an anchor point or if it doesn't then it'll start festering because it, it'll start slipping through cracks then you then you have to sit down and be like what's going on with this what's i totally on? agree with you a hundred percent because it really helps your communication it really helps deliver that message that you need to get through with your partner to be happy together and having those those pillars and the anchor points really yeah, can yeah. sustain that also what, what helps a lot is um recognizing around the, around the same team and if you're on the same team all right so what's going yeah. to actually help the us move forward you know what i'm saying because a lot of times you can be, be combative you know they're all right we're on the same team we're going to a specific goal let's work towards that so what's that gonna happen and what even on black love one thing i forget the person, what person it was, but he said that either love is a consistent negotiation or relationship, mm. also. So that's the kind of things we have to consider. All right, this don't work. How are you gonna fix this? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that, that's the thing. Some of the things I've learned. Yeah. So. That's a really good point. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. That's it's nice. good to have the insight from the person that's in a relationship too. Yeah. You're, you're constantly study. learning. I'm trying to study, man, because like all I see is fa- failure around me. My family's Jamaican. This is this is failure of you know um, of relationships and, and baby daddies everywhere. Yeah. It's only like maybe two relationships that are successful in our family. So I'm just like, all right. What are y'all doing wrong? Because I see a lot wrong. You try and find what's right. You know. They probably weren't having these discussions. That's probably for not. sure. Exactly. And even this is a pillar, to some degree, right? But like, yeah, as of right now, like I think back and I realize, in my past, yeah, I definitely did not communicate this as well as I should have, and I didn't realize it until after it was too late. And that's my, I think that's my goal for like my next relationship is how crucial communicating my needs and really taking the time to understand theirs i think that can be the challenge it can be really hard to think that your love languages is okay to show to that person as love because that's what you enjoy so that's a challenge it is is. yeah i'm excited to Inner, whenever I get in a relationship again, you know, you can't plan this stuff out, but when it does happen, you know, after going through this self-reflection and understanding, you know, what worked, what doesn't, I really want to have, like, my, this next relationship understanding these things and actually making them an actual, like, a weekly checking point, like, hey, like, what are we doing that's working? What do you like? Mm-hmm. What do you, it's like a weekly, like, you know, like, in business, you have, like, a quarterly business review let's have like a weekly relationship yeah right yeah it reignites you every single week coming in it's not a business meeting but yeah like check in like how you feeling that does that i wish i could remember where i got it from what's it on guys be fuck podcast i heard it i can't remember which podcast it was but apparently there's this couple who they do that they have an actual relationship review and they'll grade each other like really are they virgos I feel like that'd be a Virgo thing to do. Oh, yeah? It's so analytical. Oh, but it's not, yeah. bad, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. I think, I think it's the concept is good. No, 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 no. Like, to, to be that specific. To grade, yes. Yeah. 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 I, I think to actually have a review or, or a space where you're like, all right, this is what I'm, I've been liking. You're doing before. shit. Here's an F. <laughs> Yo, I didn't come three times yet. You have a one out of ten. <laughs> Yourself, this is a man that, like, <laughs> like, that's, like, that's death. Crazy. Crazy. Oh 
man. But it is, it's good to check in. Don't grade. I think that's, uh, I think that pretty much wraps up this episode, but I want to thank you guys so much for being vulnerable and, and sharing your stories and sharing your experiences with this. I think it's really healthy to have these conversations, not just when, within our relationships, but also within our friendships as well. And yeah, so guys, the link is in the description of this episode. Please go check out, subscribe to Hustle Over Everything with Alex and Owen. Thank you once again for sitting down with me today. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Small little shout out here to Romania, Austria, Denmark, Philippines, and South Africa and Ukraine. These are all my new international listeners from the week that I had off. International A. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And don't forget, you can have your cake and you can eat it too. Bang, bang. Oh.